begin transmission. Hello, everybody. It is Chris joined by Millen and Ben for another episode of Outer Rim Transmission. I had a whole stack of notes prepared for tonight. And as I said last podcast, oh, there could be some Star Wars gaming news. And as of Sunday, June 11th, there is some pretty big Star Wars gaming news. So we're throwing the notes out the window for today. We're going to dive into the reveal of the first ever Star Wars open world game. Star Wars Outlaws was revealed during the Xbox Showcase 2023. It's produced by Ubisoft. And we will actually be getting gameplay tomorrow but we're going to break down the trailer this week. So for once, we're actually getting breaking news on a Sunday in Star Wars, which I don't think we're going to see that happen again for maybe a whole other year if we have another showcase on a Sunday. But yeah, it was a little bit of a blitz, a little bit of a busy day for me having to kind of pull things together in the last minute here. But I think we're good to go. But how's it going, Ben? Good, good. Just another uh, chill weekend here in rainy Ohio and... Just uh, it was pretty pretty chill this weekend. Just worked out and kind of hung out. Nothing nothing too crazy lately. Yeah, same here for me. Not not much to report. Um, although I kind of survived. Uh, uh, what we thought of here in the Northeast is almost oh my gosh, is is the world coming to an end because these forest fires from Canada? Oh yeah, and it looked like yep. it was Blade Runner twenty forty nine around here. It was insane in New York City. The tri state area just got blitzed with like these orange, hard to breathe air quality for like a whole day and a half or something. It was something that I never expected to see. And my parents are freaking in their sixties and they're like, why all of a sudden is the world going crazy? We we get COVID happening we got skies that are orange like the apocalypse all of a sudden the last couple years we're seeing these phenomena happening all around us yeah it's every week every week there's something going on <laughs> how's it going Millen? i'm good man um i mean honestly i wasn't really paying attention to the whole like canadian forest fires thing like everyone kept talking about it i mean honestly it just felt like a random week just because I was like, I wasn't even thinking about the environment, which sounds horrible. Like, I, that makes me probably a terrible person for not caring. But I do care. It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell the air difference. Because, like I said, I'm in hella shape. And my lungs are already good, so I don't got to worry about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's, been a good, it's, it's been a good week. Um, it's been a good week, man. Just busy week, like always. Excited to be back on the podcast. Uh, hopefully, we can have a good conversation like we always do. Oh, yeah, we always do. It's just how we do things here on Outer Rim Transmission. And if you're curious about how to keep up with Outer Rim Transmission, you could do so by subscribing to the Star Raptor YouTube channel. We go live now every Sunday at 7 p.m. It's a wonderful way to unwind the week going into a new week by talking about the week of with all the latest Star Wars. And you'll have the podcast to download if you'd rather listen to us on audio form. Just search Outer Rim Transmission. I try to get those up anywhere between Tuesday, Wednesday on a given week. Um, but yes, we definitely prefer to have everybody live for our streaming here on YouTube because we have a lot of great conversations and we can we love the interactions and the engagement uh, that we have all the time here on YouTube.com slash star raptor so yes as i said right off the top of the show we have a brand new star wars open world game and well we kind of knew this was happening i think it was 2021 we got a nice little press briefing uh of this game and and it was like oh big deal ubisoft you know makers of assassin's creed and far cry they they are the people that know how to make 
open world games. And actually, this team specifically is a team that is also making an Avatar game. Um, the Avatar as far as Pandora, that kind of Avatar. So these guys are also um, dealing with The Division 2. They are the creators of that. I really love that franchise as well. So, um, But yes, we are breaking down the, the cinematic trailer. But before we get into that, has anybody had a chance to watch the trailer? I know, Ben, I think you said you had. Yeah, I watched it um, pretty much as soon as it came out. I actually had, I was, I would had just sat down eating lunch, and I opened up Twitter and I refreshed it, and it boom popped up. It was like thirty seconds ago. Star Wars tweet new trailer. And I was like, oh man. So like, I was right on it as soon as it posted, um, and you know, it was exciting, like seeing it. Um, you know, we'll we'll get into the full breakdown and everything, but you know, it's just always that first initial shock of seeing a Star Wars trailer. And an interesting little side note, too. You mentioned the Avatar game. So I'm going to be interested to see if Avatar ends up moving because it sounds like Avatar is going to come out in early spring as well with this game. And you wouldn't think they would release, you know, two open world games from the same company right around the same time. So I, I feel like Avatar might end up moving. Yeah, it's a really weird story with this game because, uh, you know, first things first, you had Fox Studios or whoever at the time owned Avatar you know, went to the studio and said, let's make a Avatar game. And then at some point, Lucasfilm ended up, you know, owning Fox and all of an Avatar property. And they, they were like, oh, what are you guys up to? Oh, we're making this really cool Avatar game. And they're like, we like this so much. Can you can you do this with the Star Wars brand? Is there any way you guys can maybe have like a little side team working on the side? To, you know, we want to see if we could do an open world Star Wars game. You guys are the ones that do it. And they're like, oh, crap. Like, this looks really good. How about we fast fast travel this or something along the way yep. i mean yeah but that, that's really interesting because like avatar is the first game that got revealed and the way that this game is it's like oh it's already getting gameplay tomorrow we haven't even seen gameplay for the avatar game which was announced first so very interesting yep. thing there but milton did you get a chance to check this one out i know it just came out a couple no. hours ago no i haven't watched it i really haven't been home most of the day so i yep. haven't watched it yeah, it was a blitz for me, man, because, like, I know, Ben, you're like, hey, it took you so long to watch a trailer. All right, so this is the, the, the backstory. We we talk about, oh, what's, what state of mind were you in when you're watching this trailer or whatever? I, I'm going to get into the weeds here because it was around 1.15 p.m., and I looked down at my phone, and I'm like, eh, I don't want to look at this stuff yet because I want to get home and, and watch it all on the TV, and I just see somebody saying, I think it was Ben said Star Wars, and I seen a YouTube notification from starwars.com star wars outlaws i was like okay that's <laughs> enough i said that's enough that's enough i'll watch it when i get home so i had the i had the constraint to be able to just not watch this thing right away because this is my super bowl for for the year you know this is like when it comes to the xbox game showcase they show off the next year two three years worth of like the biggest games coming out so i like to really like get in the right mindset i got relaxing i got the 4k tv for the first time watching this stuff big 65 inch i'm like here we go here we go i ordered a pizza i'm like this is it this is my my little two hour gaming frenzy going on right now a little two so so yeah I'm, I'm watching it with my girlfriend and and then i see i see ubisoft come up I'm like oh star wars so that that was my reaction is like okay this is i knew it was coming but I didn't want to look into it. All I seen was yep. open world Star Wars. Somebody sent me a message. I said, I will watch this thing in the way it's meant to be seen in my eyes, which is on a nice big 4K TV. 
But I was engaged. I I was engaged. If if only I I should have told my girlfriend to get a video camera on me, or or just video me, I should say, because I I, w I probably would have just looked like a freaking idiot. Like I was like like this with the TV, you know, my head's like all the way up inside. Like yep. Well, well, it was a great day for like us gamers though. You got this game coming out. You know, all the hype around this. The Starfield game looks beautiful. That's mm -hmm. coming out later in the year. Like, it's like there's so many cool games coming out. Yeah. And um, like you said, this was kind of like the Xbox's like Super Bowl day. Yeah. I mean, this is I don't want to get off the topic too much because I could talk about Xbox games in general for easily two hours, <laughs> especially after how good that that. But that that was how you do a showcase, kind of like how Lucasfilm Publishing was with the event and celebration in London, how that popped off right at the beginning. And you're like, this is celebration. This is how you make announcements. And I feel like Xbox leading with Fable, showing off Avowed, showing off Starfield, showing off games we never even heard of, showing off a Star Wars game on their stage. I did not expect that. I told you guys, I'll put money down tomorrow. They're going to show it. But they showed us a little bit today, and we're going to show us a little bit tomorrow. So I absolutely loved it. Uh, we got Jesse Bennett in the chat. Um, he's also a big gamer here, and I know he's anxious to talk about this game with us here. So great having you, Jesse. But I and I pose this question a little bit just before we hit the record button is like, I've never seen this in the history of a, I think of a game, maybe, maybe where they show a cinematic trailer and they're like, oh, by the way, come back tomorrow for gameplay. Usually they show you, at least with Star Wars games like Battlefront 2, they'll show you the cinematic trailer, and then it's like another two or three months before they show you gameplay at the next big convention. Whereas in this, this game is coming out in 2024, and it must be really far along for them to show gameplay already. I mean, usually that's like the last couple of months. So, I mean, we can get into speculation about, you know, release date another time, but I mean... That to me was was an interesting thing to say about this game. It's like, oh yeah, come back tomorrow at Ubisoft Forward at one PM to show the gameplay. It's like, damn, all right. Okay. Well reading well reading into it, it sounds like I mean their plans are it's gonna be by the end of the um the first like fiscal quarter, which would be oh. end of March at the latest or wow. so. Yeah, end that, of March, early April at the latest. So that, that was a report. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of the time frame. Yeah, yeah. So um Looking into StarWars.com, they have a little blurb that tells us exactly what the game is. So I'm going to just read verbatim from the article real quick. So here we go. Massive Entertainment, Ubisoft, and Lucasfilm Games pulled back the curtain today on the first ever open-world Star Wars game, Star Wars Outlaws, releasing in 2024 on Xbox Series X, S, PS5, and PC. Yep, so this is another game you're going to have to upgrade to the PS5 there, Milton, if you want to play this one. Uh, I think we're leaving Xbox well, One and PS4. We'll, we'll get into this because you know I don't trust none of the games that come out anymore. So we'll start. True. With this <laughs> Although Diablo Four pulled it off, I've I have actual faith now that games can come out unbroken because Diablo Four had a beautiful launch. But enough said with that. So continuing on here, <laughs> set between the events of Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, as the title suggests. Yes, is this the next Shadows of the Empire? It very well could be in canon. We'll see. Players will step into the role of Kves, a clever scoundrel in the galactic underworld, my favorite thing in Star Wars. In Star Wars Outlaws, K is looking to attempt one of the biggest heists the Outer Rim has ever seen, all in an effort to start a new life. You can check out the official key art featuring K and her companion Nyx perched atop her soldier 
her shoulder, along with a trench coat wearing BX Commando droid. The prequelists are screaming out, yes, more prequel content and other mysterious details to the to the right and the announcement trailer below. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So that gives you a little brief rundown. So the fact that we're getting another game that's set in this era. So let me run down if you guys aren't familiar with the single player story games we've gotten to Star Wars canon so far. We had 2017 Battlefront 2 that spanned like into the events of uh, the, the whole thing with, you know, the Emperor and all that stuff with, uh, I don't know why I'm forgetting the name of what happened. Operation Cinder, that helped oh, yeah, with Cinder, Operation yeah. Cinder. Then we had Squadrons also dealing with the post-Return of the Jedi Operation Cinder. Then we had Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. They both take place between uh, like 9 and nine and uh, 15 BBY or something like that. Um, and now we have a game that's set in directly in, in the original trilogy here. Between Empire, between Return of the Jedi, which is a, a, a ground that's really fertile for what this game is going to explore. This is our... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it now because we'll know exactly what it is. But I'm assuming this is a third-person shooter. I'm assuming that, um, and that makes sense because we already have a first-person shooter. We already have a dogfighting game. We already have a third-person melee lightsaber wielder action adventure, and now we have an open-world, most likely third-person shooter, kind of like Red Dead Redemption, is what I would expect from this sort of thing. Um, so that's interesting. Again, we're getting um, a nice kind of flavor for a Star Wars game where we're being able to explore this new this new kind of area that's kind of familiar but also different because a lot of these, wherever they're, wherever she is, these planets all look different. And we're going to dive in. If you guys are watching on video, we're going to be diving into kind of a little bit of a deep dive here into the story trailer. So if you are listening, it's worth going and giving this video a view because uh, we're going to be having some uh, some direction here as we talk. But yeah, what were your thoughts about the timeline where it's placed in in that, Ben? Um, I thought it was good that it was set in the original trilogy, um, especially bouncing off of our conversation a couple weeks ago about like the Star Wars hotel and its problems being set in like the sequels and it not attracting a lot of people. I feel like with this being set around the original trilogy, or well, during the original trilogy time period, I think it will attract more fans overall, just like universe. Because, you know, say what you want about any of the movies, the original trilogy is like the safest trilogy. There's nobody that, there's nobody I've seen came across that are diehard haters of the OT. So, you know, I feel like that's the safest time period to put a game in. So it's smart that they did that. And then also it kind of lines up with a lot of the different things we're getting, like, you know, your Andor, your Mandalorian shows, mm -hmm. you know, it lines up with a lot of those pieces of content that they're coming out. Uh, Kenobi even like it lines up with the, these pieces, types of pieces of content. So it makes sense. They would set a game during this time period. So, um, you know, I think that was just a smart, a uh, really smart decision overall for them to end up putting it there versus like, say, you know, post sequels or uh, prequels, even or wherever, or even older public era. Like, I think yeah. the original trilogy is the most safest space to work in when it comes to um, any content, really. Yeah. So Jesse's saying this in a chat. This is also on my mind. Um, you know, initially he thought this was going to be a choose your story. Like, you know, you make your character like your Commander Shepard. You you customize whatever. Um, this does look like we're stuck. And I don't know if stuck is 
probably the pro not the right word, but I'm actually excited to be introduced to a new character in Star Wars um, called Kay Fess. And when I first seen her, I was like, I had to do a double take. I, I'll be honest. I was like, is that Afra? You know, the, just the way her hair is, her demeanor kind of reminds me of Dr. Chelly Afra from the comics. But, you know, it's cool. We're getting another protagonist. Yeah, you're not going to be able to customize, like, how they look or anything. But I'm sure if it's anything, I, ho I hope, if it's anything like any other open world game, you'll be able to customize her outfit. I hope it's as good. I hope they took notes from Star Wars Jedi Survivor with you guys see I go crazy with the customization in that game. I'm I'm always yep. getting bored without cow looks. I got to give him a mohawk. I got to give him like a, a <laughs> cowboy western like pants and stuff like that. So I, what do you think about what do you think about that, Millen? If you're playing an open world Star Wars game, would you like more control over how your character looks? Or are you OK with them having more of like a targeted story for a new protagonist? I think you might be muted. You guys hear me now? There you go. Yep, we can hear you now. I was muted. For what time oh, no, I'm not muted. <laughs> I mean, it's story without question. Like, I I mean, I, honestly, when it comes to gaming, for me, I don't care about the extra stuff. Um, I don't care about, like, the microtransactions. I mean, I think it's trash, but mm -hmm. like, that, that stuff doesn't mean nothing to me. I want to get a good story. So any game that can tell a good story and keeps me involved and keeps me, like, you know, invested... And if it has a re replayable factor to it, then I'm all about that life. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, look, y'all know my history with the games. I mean, that was actually going to be my news. Well, my uh, week in Star Wars was about the games. But, like, you know, I think with the past LucasArts brand, like, they did a really good job at telling stories within their games. Mm -hmm. um, I know with Fallen Order and Survivor, they've done a really good job at telling a story. You know, And those that's why I want to give those games a chance. So it's mm -hmm. like... Hopefully the, hopefully the new game coming up will do the same. I know my faith has been shaken. I know with you know the uh, second Battlefront game and also with that Eclipse game that's supposed to come out. Yeah. And the old remake of Knights of the Old Republic and yeah. just you know stuff like that. It's just it seems like they're they're getting themselves together with this. So I'm hoping this story is, is a well told story. And I do agree with Ben. I think. The original trilogy is a good place to the mm -hmm. game. I think also the prequels is also a good place too, depending on what type of story you're trying to tell. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, 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 we're gonna. I think it's a good thing you brought up Eclipse because uh, we haven't heard about that game. I think at one point we were expecting news from that at Celebration, but you know they're obviously pushing Jedi Survivor, which is going to be out in the next couple of weeks after that event. But uh, I, you know, I get more of the prequel vibes from Eclipse. I, I am happy that we have this kind of variety. Um, where that yeah. game is going to go back and it's going to be set before before uh, Phantom Menace. So we're, we're getting the Moidins, we're getting probably Trade Federation iconic, uh, icon stuff in there. So I, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, but this kind of harkens back to Star Wars back in, what was it, Ben? 2012, something like that, when we got Star Wars 1313. And yep. that was the feeling that we're going to get in this game. We got a lot of that feeling in Jedi Survivor uh, with being on Coruscant, which was awesome. But being from the perspective of a scoundrel smuggler type character, sifting through the underworld, but also trying to avoid the Empire at the same time. It's such a fertile territory for storytelling because you got these criminal entities and you get this. And I like what this this trailer did 
was it really gave us an idea of the story. What's this character's motivations? A lot of times we're, we're so drawn up and I've, I fall into the trap of the plot. What is the plot? What is the point of this? What is, you know, when I'm reading this story in a footnote of actual, you know, timelines book or something, it'll say this character did this and, it, and, and they got the plans for the second Death Star or something like that. Um, but her story itself, not the plot, is okay, I'm, I'm tired of being crushed by the boot of the Empire. I have a chance to make something for myself by going on this heist, to have the freedom to go and do what I want to do. It kind of gives me like that Han Solo vibe a little bit with like that quest for for fortune. So I like, uh, you know, just from the voiceover, just from the little bit that we heard of the actress, um, very curious who's playing this character. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll know them by heart by the end of the weekend is over, but with all this stuff coming out about the game. But yeah, that's, that's what I like so far is just, okay, we're getting an idea of this character already and we're, we're her place in Star Wars, what's going to, gravitate you know us toward this character and all that oh yeah well i think the thing is with this game a lot of people including myself i think a lot of people um even harkening back to the the character question you had asked milton i think a lot of people were thinking when we when they were you know talking up an open world star wars game i think people were more like just scrolling through social media youtube even you know building up to this even our casual conversations i feel like you know, I think a lot of people were kind of in the mindset that an open world game would be something like how Star Wars Galaxies was, where, you know, it's mm -hmm. full customization of your character and you just go around and I go and run into you or Milton or, you know, whatever community that's out there. So I think that's where, um, you know, you see some people being like confused by this or like, or like, oh, so, you know, a lot of people are having to reframe their expectations for this game and you know it just it's a different type of game than just a straight um online mmo with tons and tons of people yeah you know it's a single player type open world game um versus you know like a full-blown online like open world experience like like um i think one of the bet good examples of like an online like open type experience right now is like the grand theft auto franchise oh, like yeah because that game, you know, is still mm -hmm. ongoing. That came out like nine years ago or whatever. And, you know, you still have so many people playing those games because, you know, it is, it is you know, open world. And I can go run into like you and Milton and my cousins and whoever. Um, so I think that's where you see some people like discussing this game. Like, oh, so this is what, you know, this is how we're doing the game. Which I'm excited for still. Um, but it's just like reframing like, oh, so this is the type of open world game we're getting. Yeah. And not like and you know an online an online mmo type open yeah. world game and, and that's a great point you put it out there because i i think people in their minds might be mismanaging their expectations simply from the genre that they're pinning an open world star well, wars game when you say oh when you say open world people think i think when you say open world star wars like to me like before this game if you would have asked me 24 hours ago what i expect from an open world star wars game it would have been what I just described to you, like, you know, me going online, I don't know, flying to Coruscant, and I can run into user 12345, user yeah. 2457, you know, whatever, and, like, you know, running into people versus a single-player open-world experience. And I think that's what a lot of um, people that were anticipating this game were mm -hmm. thinking. So it's just reframing your, um, like, expectations yeah. and viewpoints on the game, you know? Yeah, I think when it comes down to those types of games... And maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel like when the player is giving so much control to completely like 
give themselves to the character, make them how they want. The story sometimes falters a little bit because then there's like so many branching pathways. There's no like really good story hook half the time because there's yeah. so many possibilities. Whereas Star Wars, ever since you know Lucasfilm took over, they're really trying to like make it story first. So in order to do that, they kind of pin it more on a specific character that yeah. could show up in I, other I places will, and all that. I, I will note this though. I will note this. Like I do. I totally agree with you. And I. I that's where they're coming from but i would like if 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 i had control i would i would do it like the online way just because yeah. online is such like a huge online's everything nowadays but um but yeah yeah i, I totally get where i mean that's their like reasoning behind it is like you know they want to have things be uh semi-cohesive versus just a uh, online mode like like to me this is like a whole other podcast, but to me, like my 60 second elevator pitch for a Star Wars open world game would be just give me the whole galaxy, let everybody go to whatever planets and just do a bunch of crazy action stuff and have yeah. fun with millions of users. But, um, but you know, it's just a lot of people have to reframe their expectations for this is a single player online or single player story game versus a big online multiplayer experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Something else that uh oh, hold on, just had a pop up. Okay, I think nope, we're good. I think we're back. Um <laughs> and I lost my train of thought, which is a great thing to have on a podcast when you just have empty thoughts. But uh getting back into the overall feel of and I know it'll come back to me. I think we're gonna just go into the, the trailer breakdown at this point. <laughs> so we open up here and like any good Star Wars story worth its salt. Oh, here's my point. Here's my point I was going to make. Okay. I understand, like, the whole concept of Star Wars Galaxies. And I think we might get that eventually. I think that's probably being worked on in the cards, maybe down the line. But when I think of my favorite open world experiences and my favorite games I've ever played in general, three, uh, three of those games are open world games. And one of them being The Witcher, which is the protagonist of Geralt of Rivia. Another one is Grand Theft Auto V, which actually has three protagonists that you'd switch between. And then the other one is, is Red Dead Redemption 2, which you're playing as Arthur Morgan. But the thing with all those games, or at least two of those games, I don't know if you can customize that much in Grand Theft Auto, is at least in Red Dead Redemption 2, like you make that character your own. You can grow your hair any way, which way you want. Yep. Shave your beard. You can keep it going, growing. You could take a shower if you want. People will react if if, if you haven't taken a bath in a while. You know that game was open world in, in its finest because there's so many little nitty gritty things that you can get into. You can walk into a to a, like a little town and you could just have have a seat, have a couple of drinks, talk to the bartender, and feel like you're literally like in the old west. And it's a really fun game. Yeah, yeah. So so. For me, I'm like, yeah, this is this this is what I expect, and and uh, you know we can't say too much about gameplay. I keep saying because literally yeah. next week we'll be we'll be really able, hopefully, to dive in pretty deep as far as what we're saying. Um, but we're gonna glean some details from what we think could be fun things to explore in this. And and the first thing I'm looking at here is the uh, space battle. So you know, like any good Star Wars experience, you're gonna have space, you're gonna have ships, and uh, you see all the classics, the, the Y-Wings, you see the X-Wings, you see uh, some of the frigates, and, and you see the character ship at one point, which is pretty neat. So I think that was a good way of opening it. Oh, yeah. It's always good to have some good 
good space action, good good space vibes. It makes you wonder if um, the way they do this story, if you're going to like, you may not, obviously you may not be directly involved with some of the space battles we know, but you might bump into them like the outer skirts of the Battle of Endor or something. You know what I mean? Like mm. it, makes you, it makes you wonder if you're going to get some of those like kind of certain point of view-esque um, moments. Yeah, now... I I don't know if you're looking at these images. Oh, I forgot to send them to you guys. <laughs> I have can, it up on my phone. You can watch it up on your phones, I guess, if you want. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. All right, cool. This next one, I think Milton's going to like. So you got a blockade runner that is trying to escape as a Star Destroyer just zooms in from hyperspace a la Rogue One and just decimates mm -hmm. it. <laughs> Oh, that's fire. I mean, that looks good. Look, I mean, look, I know you, this is like what? This wasn't the gameplay. I did see the tweet that the gameplay trailer is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, like, this is very much like the story trailer. Mm -hmm. or like, mm -hmm. I mean, it looks good. Like, I vote all their trailers, whether it's Old Republic ones or whatever, they do a really good job with those cinematic trailers. I can never knock them. Like, the, the Eclipse trailer was awesome. But like, hopefully, this game lives up to what they're trying to sell to us. And this stormtrooper shot looks pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, we got we got stormtroopers in ranks. Oh well, man. It, well, another thing too, guys, it makes me wonder. I mean, I'm not sure. You know, it, it all it all come down to what their definition of open world is. But like, just imagine if you're in one of these space missions, Milton, and like you could go board that star destroyer or something. Oh, like. Yeah, like something like that, and then you could leave it if you want to. You know, like maybe maybe they give us that type of open world element where you can go and board those ships or something. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like you were saying, Ben, I think you're gonna automatically get more sales when you see that there's stormtroopers, X wings, and star destroyers yep. all over your cover art. So we have some familiar characters from Solo Star Wars Story from Book of Boba Fett. The Pike Syndicate is back. As this uh, narration goes along, you know, the Empire is in its full power at this point, and you have the the syndicates of the criminal syndicates that are able to maneuver, making deals with the Empire, and just causing havoc for the civilians. You hear you hear about it in all the stories, um, especially in the comic books, and. I gotta know. I gotta know if Charles Soule, the writer of the comics, was maybe brought in as an advisor to the storyline because what he did in War of the Bounty Hunters seems like it's a very easily referenced thing that could happen in this game because he was able to concoct the story of the Crimson Dawn and Kira, who was able to pit all of these warring factions of the criminal syndicates like the Pikes, like the Black Sun like the droid Gatra, like all these different factions are fighting for power of the Empire uh, when there's like a vacuum with the huts being like supposedly killed off. So that that just gets my brain just working with, oh man, there's so much potential with the storyline for crossovers, for other storylines to kind of intertwine with this one. Oh yeah, like, like they... um. See, that's what it, that's what I was saying. It makes me wonder, like, you know, of course you have the movies, but you could bump into some of the events in the comics, um, things like that. Maybe, I mean, maybe you run into, 
heroes off screen like like just imagine i mean hey what what if they finally address the the legendary little um line from from return of the jedi like lando talking about the battle of tanab like oh. what if you like i don't know go to that or something like you know there's there's plenty of options they have to like story elements to play with in this game since it's during the original trilogy like there are so many like little moments you could bump into or areas of the galaxy you could potentially bump into um like i feel like there's just a lot of different options they have um like maybe somebody frozen in carbonite such as this image yeah we're gonna come across freaking han solo and carbonite are you kidding me right now like that's huge story i mean Wait, so what's this game called again? Star Wars Outlaws. Outlaws. So maybe like, uh, maybe they'll get some levels where we have to like try to steal Han Solo from Jabba or steal him from Boba Fett before he gets to Jabba. I mean, I don't know. Like, that, like that'd be cool to go on a mission like that. Well, yeah, because yeah. basically what happened, this is what I was talking about with, um, with the War of the Bounty Hunters. Is that was the whole story? Is is Boba Fett gets out of Bespin, and next thing you know, Akira puts a hit on him or whatever, and all these bounty hunters, everybody wants Han and Carbonite, and he does finally deliver Han, um, and that's where we are in the comics. In the comics, we are still in this era, by the way, we are still in that era between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So now I'm going to be really looking closely at these comic books, seeing if we're going to get any like references to this character, this new character scoundrel female that we have and all that because there's a lot of there's a lot of potential for that oh uh, yeah i'm go on Milton. no you go good ben oh yeah i mean i mean it does it makes you wonder like how they'll um sprinkle the character in here and there potentially they'll maybe even um you know have other characters in the game like maybe not directly um our lead character um what's her name k i believe um you know, it may not be her, like, sprinkled into the in some of the comics, but maybe some of the characters, like, say, if there's a new character in this game, like a side character, maybe that character's in one of the comics or something. Like, you know, just some type of, like, little bitty, like, crossovers like that throughout. Yeah, th this this image got me really, really hyped because, I mean, obviously we're on Tatooine, the twin sons, and you see two Gamorreans. Are these the same two Gamorreans from Book of Boba Fett? <laughs> they very well could be because then you see I mean, you you also see the um what is it not death sticks but whatever like fluid that jabba drinks in return of the jedi like that container thing of like that green liquid is like on this on his pedestal but he's not there yeah. it's it's hard to explain yeah. but it's outside it's got the carbonite there it's like eh, i don't know what's going on there but that maybe we'll be taking a trip to tatooine it seems like that could be a very big thing in this game i mean you don't deal with the star wars underworld as a smuggler and not go to tatooine i feel like that's probably a given location oh yeah i mean i think i mean i mean i i feel like anyways i'm not i'm not sure about i'm not sure what you guys think but i feel like we're gonna probably touch most of the original trilogy locations Probably, uh, I'd say minus Dagobah, but I, w I think we would probably touch most of the locations, um, if I had to guess. Yeah, uh, this image here is the back of a head of a Solston with some kind of mysterious character coming down on his head with some kind of vibroblade by the sounds of it. This is just, again, 
that lawlessness that happens even under the eyes of the empire they let the criminals kind of run rampant so it just again shows you kind of the atmosphere of this time period we're dealing with which is just it sucks to be like a regular everyday joe in this in this galaxy at this point yeah no it's, it's a cool image i mean it looks dope I, I love again these cinematic you know don't disappoint like they look they look great i'm curious to see what type of violence we're going to get in this game Hell yeah, and it would, of course, it, it wouldn't be a Star Wars game or anything without a cantina. So, you know, we got the usual fairing <laughs> people here at Twi'lek. Uh, we got a Rodian. We got a bunch of, you know, the usual Maz Ma, um, Eisley kind of characters in here. This is this is where we see our titular character. Here, uh, I'll make a guess. This is this is probably the main your main base, I bet. Or your main like check in point. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I spent so much time in Pylune Saloon and Survivor Jedi Survivor. That's your little home base you have there. It's just yep. cool to hang out. You got the music playing, just chilling. So, especially with an open world game, I can imagine there's like you're you're gonna get your quest givers and whatnot there. And and maybe this is a sign that we're gonna actually be able to play Sabak in the game as like a mini game because they had Hollow Tactics and Jedi Survivor. Let's finally get. An updated version of Sabak because we had Pizak in Knights of the Old Republic. So I I, I want to have like a game that we got in The Witcher Three Wild Hunt called called Gwent, and I spent the first like twenty hours of that game just playing <laughs> Gwent. I didn't really even care. I was so <laughs> engaged by how fun the mini game was that I didn't care about the main story. That I love the main story, but that's the kind of immersion and the kind of mini game quality i really hope from an open world star wars game because every open world game has to have some kind of really fun type of mini games that you can relax when you're not you know going on speeder bike chases and and, and tracking bounties or whatever she's going to be up to it'll be cool to kind of kick your feet up and just go against like random opponents in a cantina on this game yeah let's see here all right, we got this. We got this little creature here. I'll get a better image in this one. Uh, we got this little creature here, um, and they said what they, the name they, was. Are they working on something? Is it? Yeah. Is it are they working? Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, they were working on stealing um, some kind of thing from one of the adversaries. So in the trailer, you see this little character is is the companion and uh, is the companion of K Vess. Um, her companion is called Nyx. Okay, so it's K Vess and Nyx. Got to commit that to memory. So you have Nyx is going under the table to these goons as she's playing Sabacc, and like Nyx hits the leg of this guy, and he like misfires his blaster and shoots somebody else. So it's like that typical like humorous kind of like high action moment of like something going wrong, and next thing you know, there's a there's a cantina fight, and these bounty hunters walk in and are trying to apprehend. Uh, K Vex, who has a bounty on her head, so the usual Star Wars uh, shenanigans are in hand here in this trail. But yeah, really cute creature. We'll see if she or it becomes as popular as Grogu. It certainly has the cuteness about it, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more about it. What do you think about this creature, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be. Uh, I think they'll it'll be used. You know, like you said, for more of those moments. Like it'll be probably sprinkled in for like those little funny moments or you know eventually maybe like using using them as like a side companion to be able to go and like i don't know maybe command it to go and 
climb yeah. up something or you know whatever open a door or like just little things like that i feel like i could see them um incorporating this creature with um you know with you into the game yeah and we also have some mercenary bounty hunter type characters uh i mean there there's nothing super striking they're pretty uh nondescript uh their costumes are relatively dull um i wouldn't really see them like oh this is not the next boba fett or anything like that but <laughs> it, it's cool we're gonna see who they're working for or what the big deal is here yeah i mean again you're right i think it's just we expect bounty hunters to be in this game. Oh, yeah. You can't deal with the underworld without bounty hunters. And th th this image here makes me really happy with the whole speeder bike access uh, in the game because it's a, you're, if it's an open world game, you got to have a way to get around. Whether it be a mount, if it's a fantasy game, or some kind of like car or something, if it's modern, in this case, it's Star Wars. You got to give us some kind of speeders, some kind of speeder bikes to get around. So, yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a cool sequence in Jedi Survivor where you're on a speeder bike for literally all of two minutes. But other than that, we don't really see one in there. So I'm looking forward to just going around my leisure on a speeder bike, not being stopped by any story quests and just cruising around the planets. Yep. You know, um, you guys both mentioning bounty hunters being involved in this game. Do you know who would be the perfect bounty hunter actually for this game since it's called Outlaws? I mean... They sh they you don't even have to you know bump into the OT bounty hunters during this time period. Cad Bane would still be alive and he'd be perfect for yeah an yeah. outlaw type title. Oh yeah, I like where your head is at, Ben. That, that would lend itself pretty well to that because because then you'd avoid Boba and any of those other characters. So like, I don't know. Yeah, we shall see. <laughs> Here we have another image of just uh, K just walking around. With Nyx, uh, very cool atmospheric. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Batu, Galaxy's Edge. Just nice lighting, ni nice atmosphere. Just again, kind of also looks like Prince of Persia, which Ubisoft has, you know, has also made those games. Or in, in Assassin's Creed, you could just easily blend in with the crowd, just walk around, take in the sights, just be part of the, the group of people walking around. So it's going to be a lot of that. And after that, okay, so this is somebody that apparently steals your ship named Jalen. Oh. Oh, that's perfect. So thanks, Jesse, for coming in with some great details. Um, he's saying that Dee Bradley Baker is the voice of Nyx, Kay's pet companion. Oh, oh okay, so I was going to say, I knew D. I saw a tweet, D. Bradley Baker was involved in this game. Oh, I just didn't know what character gosh. he played. Dude, that is amazing because I've watched the Young Jedi Adventures on Disney Plus, that High Republic uh, preschooler show, and mm -hmm. they have that little blue alien called Nubs. And the way that those sounds come out of that man's mouth just shocks <laughs> me. And they are so entertaining. That character is so funny. So it, it just that that's perfect, man, that he's actually in this game. Oh, man. But anyway, yeah, so we have this guy. When I first looked at this guy, Millen, I was like, wait, is that is that is that Kyle Katarn? Because it kind of looks like an old <laughs> oh, version yeah. of Kyle Katarn a little bit, you know? <laughs> right. But I mean, if it's doing an original trilogy, he wouldn't be around, right? Wait, no, he would, right? Right, Ben? No, I mean, with, uh, well, what's, I mean, what's, he was I in mean, the Republic era, I guess. Well, I guess so, because I guess he, he would have been around. 
I have to go back and look at where he's at in the timeline. I thought he wouldn't be. Because he's not. Is he with the Ebon Hawk? Is that his ship? No, he's got that other one. Uh, he's got the other one. I can't think of the name. I think it looks like, like a jet, I think, or something like that. No, well, Kyle Katarn is not canon yet, but this is one of the games okay. that he could be in. If it was, I would put him in this. Him oh, along okay, with Bash so Rendar. If that's the case, so if, that's the case if, they, if they decide to cherry pick from legends or characters that are popular that just are out there, then sure. Like, I mean, it'd be cool to see. I mean, it'd be like using Mara Jade during this time mm. period because she's oh, like shit. the Emperor's hand and she she's a hired gun too, so I could easily see them using her. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so I was thinking, I was like, okay, we have a cool creature. Where's the droid? Well, here's our droid. And one of the funniest designs I've seen in Star Wars yet is a BX commando droid wearing a trench coat. <laughs> that, that is so cool, man. <laughs> right. I mean, that that, that kind of awesome. reminds me of, uh, what's her name from, uh, Rogue One K2SO. Yep. Yeah, yeah. At first, I thought it was kind of the same droid, and then I realized, oh, not really. But yeah, more more commando droid love. I, I've been slaughtering a ton of them in Jedi Survivor, so it'll be cool to have one on my side because they are pretty agile, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the personality of this droid is going to be like. Right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. This this is. If this isn't an homage to Shadows of the Empire, I don't know what the hell is. Because we have speeder bike chasing on a desert planet. Carnage ensues. Come on. You know, just oh, br yeah. bring Dash Rendar in this game. Just This is the way to introduce him. He's he, he got introduced into a game that was set in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. What better place to introduce an outlaw into Star Wars than in a game called Outlaws? I mean, come on. Oh yeah, that would be perfect. I mean, I mean, my thing too is with like a character like Dash Rendar, it's clear. Uh, I mean, to me, anyways, it's clear. I don't think they're going to bring him into live action or even animated shows anytime soon. So why not just bring him into a game like, like to me, to me with stuff like Dash Rendar, um, or like characters like him, it's like Prince. I mean, Prince Caesar. Like we could like like those type mm -hmm. of characters. Just bring them into games. Like if you if you. Don't, don't give me the excuse of, oh, we might use them eventually in live action 30 years from now. Okay, I don't care about that. Like, give us them now because you're probably never going to use them anyway. So just 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 throw them into these games. Like, why not? Like, yeah, wait exactly. a minute. Is there is there a Star Wars Outlaws game from 1997? I honestly have I don't, I don't remember. Um, I mean, I have to go back and look. What, what, what system? Did someone put that in the chat? Did someone put it? Yeah, Jesse said something about that he, in the chat. Does he know what system is it from? Um, no, I, unless he confused what I said with Shadows of the Empire. Um, but anyway, I'll continue. We'll see. Continue. Yeah. Oh, it's not Star Wars, but it's made by LucasArts. Okay. Oh, really? Interesting. I, I think... Hmm. Outlaw game, I don't even... I have to go back and look. I mean, I'm assuming if it's like LucasArts, maybe it's for like the original PlayStation or, you know, PlayStation 2 or something. I I couldn't tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move on to a Rancor. So, yeah. Star Wars, Return of the Jedi era, Rancors, awesome. 
Oh, I know what I know the game he's talking about. Yeah, it's an FPS set in Wild West. So, mm. and if it was made by LucasArts, uh, we're probably going to see some funny references to that. But yeah, uh, a Rancor died many, many, many times to one in Jedi Survivor. So, I, I can't say I'm very excited to see one of these things again, especially if I'm not a Jedi fighting against this thing. It's going to be 10 times more difficult, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, I would like to see somebody getting fed to a Rancor by somebody that didn't really please uh, an Underworld boss uh, to the liking or something like that. I want to see. I'm sure uh, we're going to probably see Jabba now that I think about it. So yeah, let's get a cool j mission where you go to Tatooine, you meet Jabba, and you see somebody get killed by a Rancor again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's a good chance. I mean, I feel like... Like, Jabba, like, those are type of characters you can run into, and it doesn't, like, you know, you're not doing anything to, like, mess with Return of the Jedi. So, like, why not? Like, like, like that, that's the type of thinking for me anyways. It's just, like, why not? Let's just, let's just do it. Like, like, versus giving, you know, we don't want to go to Tatooine and we'll, we, you know, we run into, like, Jabba's cousin instead or something. Yeah, exactly. And this image here shows the potential of hyperspace travel. So this shows to me that, hey, we're not going to be on one planet. We're going to be on many planets. So I'm curious to see how they juggle that with, like, how Jedi Survivor did it, right? It was like Jedi Survivor, certain planets, like Kobo especially, was a planet that was the most mostly open world. And then you go to, like, Jedi, which is a little bit less open world. So that uh, this is going to be a huge ass game. If we're going to several planets, I mean, we Ben, we were we were checking out Starfield earlier, and they were a little like we have thousands of planets in this game. The moon affects the planet differently, which affects oh. the atmosphere. I'm like, what the hell? How does a computer even do that kind of processing? So I'm very curious to see what those planets are. As you said, you know, for an original trilogy, you, you we're obviously going to get Tatooine. That's that's basically confirmed because we see it in a trailer, but. Might or we be going to Underworld, or, 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 or we finally go to Nalhutta. I've been waiting for, to see that on the screen. I haven't seen it in anything really, or, or not Nalhutta. I'm sorry. Um, uh, the casino planet, Narshada. Narshada. There we go. Yeah. I was going to say Canto Bite because I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, well, I hope not. Um, but yeah, I think I think the planet variety is going to be really good, honestly. Because if you think about it, you got you got. Like, let's just do a rough rundown. You got Tatooine, you got potentially like Narshda, some type of hut planet. I mean, maybe we even get a early stage Navarro, potentially. Um, you know, you got Endor, um, maybe Endor just for some random little side quest or something. And then you got Coruscant, obviously the underworld. You have, um, you know, maybe you go to Hoth for something. Maybe you, because, because you know, these are... Uh, you, like with a game like this, you can you can really like mess around, you know, like I said earlier, like it's kind of like the certain point of view perspective where you could go to different parts. You could go like, for example, you could go and go to Hoth after the Battle of Hoth, you know, where there's, you know, the, the planet's not mega occupied or something like, you know, or you could go to those type of places. So I think there's a lot of chances for that. And then on top of it, I feel like this game um, especially for the time period anyways, I'm not sure about what, what you guys think, but I feel like the constant threat, obviously you have the outlaw side of things, like you could run into criminals, but 
there will always be that maybe like cat and mouse thing as well with you and the empire. Like you could go to certain parts of the galaxy and yep. there's more Imperials here or less Imperials there or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of like, you know, pinballing around the empire's districts and things. Oh, yeah. Next yeah. image here, we show just the vastness of the environments and exploration of, of the world itself and just the grandness of the atmosphere at night. So this confirms that you're going to go to planets you have that the cover of darkness or the bright sunlight. You know, so it's if you're open world game, you have to have that. It just adds the ambiance, adds to the feeling of a lived world where you might see like more people walking outside during the day and a little bit less people at night, more crime happening at night, perhaps. So that leads to a lot more detail. Next shot here. This this is seeming to be at least one of the major villains just from the narration of this guy. He looks, you know, pretty evil to me. Um, a lot of power. So don't know his name don't know much else but you know that i would say that could be one of the main villains um unless it was jedi survivor that, that we thought that was the main villain the uta Palin, who dies in the first hour of the game so <laughs> you can never you can never go by the trailer feels for it oh is this the, the darth vader of the of the entire game we'll we'll see another cool image now i like how this this one here shows that we have a Bo- Book of Boba Fett-esque um, used face of the, um, not the Quarrens. I'm blanking on the the alien species again. The Pikes, I thought this the looked Pike like, a, um, what's the one from the prequels? The, the Nymordians? Is that what they're called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an unmasked Pike who's holding something. Yeah, that's a I was like, oh, wait, their face is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They look a lot different in, in live action than they do in animation. Yeah. And this is this is a beautiful shot here. This could be like the key art of the game of just uh, Kay staring across. You know, it does look a lot like Kobo if I'm not going to be, you know, it's like I've, I've played a lot of hours on a <laughs> relatively arid type planet so hopefully hopefully there's a lot more tropical type stuff or snowy stuff in this game i'm sure there will if it's open world and you got your own ship to fly places but yeah nonetheless looks looks good to me no i mean the game look, again it looks gorgeous with these cinematics i'm curious to see what it looks like tomorrow when they release the game trailer or the footage trailer um yeah, yeah but again you, you can never star wars is never disappointed with how gorgeous games tv shows and movies look oh yeah and here's our key art here's our key art of uh the little commando droid the bx droid there with with k with nix it looks good it looks 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 good i don't even know if that's that's yavin behind them in the distance you got a red planetary body there behind them in the, in the background there that looks real pretty cool pretty cool mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about a cool theory that Jesse Bennett brought up, and uh, you might have also alluded to this Ben a little bit earlier in our in our program tonight. But he's saying he sent me a private message, and he was saying, "Hey, I think maybe what are the chances of this being a story that really gets us to get the Death Star plans to the Bothans, and the Bothans die? Could this be? We talk about the story of what this character, what this story means to the character of Kay, and how she's trying to." Make a name for herself, get out our own feet, and and carve something for. Her. But what if the actual plot, the whole thing we see in a Star Wars timeline book, is 
this is the character that was responsible for getting the information to the rebels uh the death star 2 i mean they say it's the biggest heist ever i mean that seems to me like it's running up against rogue one as one of the biggest heists ever what if it's right. another Rogue One story about the Death Star two plans? The second Death Star, yeah. I was, I was gonna say we're getting this is Rogue Rogue One sequel, Rogue Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I mean, that wouldn't be a bad story to tell. Uh, I mean, I, you give it to me in a good two hours and twenty minute movie. I'm I'm all about it. But the yeah. game, though, I'll take it too. Again, if this game delivers on the story, then I like just like with the surviving with the Survivor and Fallen Order games, they will sell out. That's that's the key thing here. If they tell a compelling story, if it's something like that, you know people will will come out for it. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean that has, that gives you plenty of options too with like a story like that, like stealing the Death Star plans. You have the potential of the fear of like I don't know seeing a hologram of Vader somewhere or seeing I don't know bounties called on you, and you know you mm-hmm. have the potential run-ins with Dengar or Boba Fett or whoever like. Or, or any other random bounty hunter during this time period because, you know, it just, it leaves a lot of options on the table. And the good thing is, like, a lot of things like that, like, I feel like, I mean, I guess we never would have thought Rogue One would have happened, but I feel like they're not going to do, like, basically a Rogue Two movie, you know, on that story. So, like, why, you know, don't get me wrong, I love the books, comics, whatever, but instead of th- just throwing, like, the Bothan story into a book somewhere, why not put it into a game? Like, especially your first big open world, big open world game. Like, why not give us that as a story? Like, there's a potential. There's definitely a potential for that here. Because, like you said, it's the biggest heist. Like, what's what's bigger than the Death Star 2 plans? And it's this time period. Mm. Yeah, we already have really cool stories involving the Death Star 2 plans at this time in the comics. The one character is a cyborg by, named Byron Valence. This is this is yep. um, spoilers for bounty hunters. If you don't want to know, skip ahead. But basically, <laughs> he is working for Vader at some point in between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And he sees the Death Star plans, and now they are recorded in his cyborg memory banks. Since he's a cyborg, he has those. And then Inferno Squad is sent after him to make sure he gets those files deleted. And they succeed. They put this contraption on his head, and he wipes it. Wipes the memories uh, that he had, including the memory of his own mother. Like it's it's really dark. It's a really dark story. Mm. Um, but they deprogrammed his his, his brain. But uh, you know, maybe so he failed at the Death Star plans. But maybe she picks up the pieces somehow from that, and and, and continues onward or something. Yeah, a possibility. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, so there you have it. There's our thoughts on Star Wars Outlaws. Come back next week as we talk about the actual gameplay, which is a large part. I would say the story is always the biggest part for me, but the gameplay is second on that. I got to see how the game plays. Very curious about that, so stay tuned for that. I skipped over it this week in my excitement for just talking about the game but we had a couple releases this week we had star wars issue number 35 yeah real quick go real quick yeah oh yeah just to transition from our yeah, milton your your weekend star wars you, oh, you yeah, said yeah, yeah. I, I really i really want to show you guys this because this is game okay. related as you guys know how much i try to uh find games that are older and retro for like the systems that i have i picked up two games today mm. Ooh. all right first one that i got was this one? Oh, oh, battle! Oh, nice, two, two. 
Oh, okay. On sale for ten bucks. Ha. Huh. Okay. That's awesome. On that one. And then I don't know if you've played this one before. I have it. It's for PS One, but I have a PS Two, so I can play it on it. It's a two disc game. It's called Star Wars Rebel Rebel Assault Two. Have you played uh, this before? Yep. Oh wait, what? Yeah, yep. You play this? No. I've never played this one, and like I saw it there today, and like it looked pretty dope because the back Damn. of the cover is pretty much takes place during the original trilogy. Oh. Oh, is that a Tie Defender? Huh? Was that a Tie Defender on the back? Yeah, I think so. Hold on, I'll bring it up to you. Holy yeah, crap! That's it is. pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So like, yeah, it's, it looks like a Tie Defender. It's going against an X-wing, and it's a two-disc game. Hmm. Um, it must be like pretty like long because this is part one like disc one. Oh, i might have played that game on my pc back in 1995 okay it looks like it belongs on a pc like how like yep the setup is and then okay two. Oh, oh, i think i have that game so this really talk about getting your memory wiped uh, my memory is coming back at this point because <laughs> back in the day when i would be down in the computer room i was like five or six like I'd be playing on this big ass computer. I'd usually play Doom or Duke Nukem, which for a kid that's five or six, oh, back in those days, game. back in those kids, like Duke hey, Nukem. Like, oh, <laughs> were you playing that? I was like five or six, and I remember vividly oh going to my dad and like, "What are these girls dancing on the poles for?" And he's yeah, just, <laughs> I was just like, "Yep, that's how you raise kids in the nineties, everybody." Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, but that was one of the games is a Star Wars game. And I remember getting so frustrated at this Rebel Assault game because I had like the joystick because that game is like a it's like an on rails flight game. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. like you're all, you're in a ship or you're on the ground, but you have to use it's like a preconceived movement and you're just aiming and shooting with the controller in your case of like guys jumping out. But what was cool about that game was that they had like live action actors filmed. I'm pretty yes, sure I saw that on here. It's so cool because it's like watching a Star Wars movie that you never actually seen in a theater. Because like I remember you're going through like a canyon in the X-wing and it's like Rogue Squadron or something's flying around and you're like finding these remnant Imperials. Like I'm getting all giddy talking about it because it's like flashing back into my head as I'm talking. Like that was really cool and I might have to dig out that disc now. <laughs> yeah. So like so I'm I'm when I saw it, my brother called me because I spotted the game and I was like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. And then he calls me, and I was like, do we have this? Have we played this before? He's like, no. And I looked at the back, and I was like, it looks kind of dope. It kind of reminds me of the arcade Star Wars. And I was like, well, this would be the game I think I would actually sit down and play my PlayStation 2 on consistently. So what I'm going to play this game probably sometime this week. And I'll let you guys know how it plays next Sunday when we get back on. Oh, but yeah, we're going to have a... I'm, I'm actually excited to get on this game, like because I've never yeah. played this one. Yeah, I, I'm excited too because I want to know the story because I remember I never got very far into it. I was not mm -hmm. coordinated to be able to precisely shoot those enemies before I would get killed. So I remember right. repeating the same thing over and over and eventually I just gave up on it. Because I think yeah. now that I'm thinking more about it, I got a I got like a, a, a game pack of like five Star Wars games that had Rebel Assault. I think it had Star Wars Galaxies and yep. like two or three. I other had that games same one too, Chris. Box. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> We're gonna have a gaming centric discussion next week as well. That's for sure. Um, yeah. We're no, gonna. I'll, I'll keep you guys updated yeah. because I, I'm very curious how this plays. Like, yeah. I will probably take a day, maybe Friday <laughs> or Sat or maybe it's probably Saturday, 
after my sister's party to probably play if I'm not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And for full transparency, the notes I had for today was going to be an Ahsoka deep dive episode because we have been getting a lot of promotion. And I promise you all we will have plenty of time to discuss that because we're going to have several weeks to go before August 23rd is the premiere date. We got that in a really cool short trailer with Sabine with the green lightsaber um, and a lot of other cool behind the scenes or not behind the scenes, but like on set photos of Inquisitors, of Sabine, of Ahsoka of backstories of Inquisitors. So we're going to save that for another week. Next week, we'll probably be doing a lot more gaming talk between Milton and whatever the gameplay for Star Wars Outlaws is. But yeah, it's a lot coming down the pipe. We thought it'd be a slow time of the year, but it looks like we're getting stories stacked on top of stories, which is a great thing because I did not expect that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I it's always I good to have stories. I forgot to share that with you guys because I picked that up today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My... my my week in Star Wars is just painting more Star Wars Shatterpoint miniatures. I got two Ahsokas done, and I was talking to my girlfriend. I said, I never want to paint another face of Ahsoka again because it is so tiny to paint that white, and painting orange on miniatures sucks. <laughs> so I'm happy I've gotten past the harder part of the process. Now I just have to deal with the facial tattoos of Maul on a tiny 40 millimeter miniature, which is also going to be annoying because I've already had to do it like three times on the other miniatures I have. Right. Hey, there uh, you go. Sounds yeah, like I, go on, Milton. I, I want to say my my original week in Star Wars was going to be about Kylo Ren. Oh. And how he only has like seven minutes in like you know a film time of this entire sequel trilogy of action. But thank God I found these games because I don't want to be negative today. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I for my week in Star Wars, it I mean it wasn't as exciting as either of yours, but I was just doing win well window shopping online i guess if you call it that but i was just i've been looking because um admittedly like being on here with milton every week hearing you talk about all these old games and stuff you're collecting i'm like man i i might like start buying old star wars games and like grab like an old 64 or an old playstation 2 or something or like you know something like that because so many of those games are are so dang good back then like like all all the 64 games were so much fun. I saw a great tweet too earlier in the week. So think about this guys. Um it said imagine how great of a year Star Wars had in 2005 because you had Revenge of the Sith the movie, the game, you had um one of the Knights of the Old Republic games released in 05, then you had Battlefront 2 come out, and then you had Star Wars Lego come out, and then you also had the um the, the novel that takes place directly after and before Revenge of the Sith, um, Labyrinth of Evil, and the other uh, one. Yeah. Like, oh, dark, you, dark like, Lord. yep, the Dark Lord one. You had all these pieces of content in one calendar year for Star Wars that were like incredible. Oh, yeah, and Republic Commando came out that year as well. Mm. So it was like, it was like, holy smokes, what a year for Star Wars gaming. They had like four, four or five really good games that we all like still talk about. It's like, man, what a year back then. Hell yeah, hell yeah, and I think 2023 and 2024 are going to be yep. big, big years for, for video games between Jedi Survivor, between Outlaw, whatever happened to Star Wars Hunters, maybe Star Wars Hunters will come out of nowhere and, and just dazzle us. <laughs> we're still us. waiting for Eclipse. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, we're still waiting for 1313. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Battlefront, Battlefront, Battlefront we're, 3? We're still waiting <laughs> for... No, I'm about to say... Battlefront 3 and The Force Unleashed 3. We're still waiting for some games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, start start the crowdfunding. There you go. You can start the the, the all, never all I want. Together. All I want, guys, 
is for for all my old school Battlefront fans, all I want is the actual Battlefront three from like 2010 that was leaked. Like because there was about oh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sure you guys have seen the clip, mm-hmm. but like for anyone who hasn't, there was a clip from the Battlefront three game that was in development that got canceled, but it was it was actual gameplay. It wasn't it wasn't cutscene footage. It was gameplay where you started off literally on the ground. It showed your character on the ground, like you know, fighting and stuff. Got in a Jedi starfighter, was in the atmosphere of like Coruscant battling ships, and you were able to just seamlessly fly up to space and go inside of one of the star destroyers in space and like board a capital ship, and it was all seamless. And it's like that's the game I want. Like that would be so cool, but it got canceled. Unfor- it got canceled. I th- I, I feel yeah, like I it might have got canceled too because. That was, you know, right around the time of the Disney sale. So it just got, you know, washed, you know, thrown under the rug, basically. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. But, uh, among among many other things. So yep. anyway, closing it up for tonight. Where can the people find you? And what are you going to be talking about this week on your different social channels, Milton? Um, You guys can find me on Twitter at MiltonWeber7 or on Instagram at Milton7Weber. I think I said I'm right. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Like, I, you look for my name, I'm there. Um, yeah, like, I'll just be talking about just random stuff on Instagram, like funny memes, <laughs> some workout videos if I want to film something this week. I'm still do- doing that as consistent. Actually, I had an older lady tell me the other day when she saw me, she said how hot I looked. I, it was it was cool. <laughs> she's a very, very older lady that works in my, in my building. So it was cute, though. Um, but those workouts must be paying off. But anyways, um, <laughs> on Instagram, I like to post funny memes and workout videos and try to keep it positive on that platform. When it comes to Twitter, find me on Twitter. As I mentioned, I like to read post stuff that's funny or about sports or whatever. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you want to interact with me on social media, please hit me up. Just keep it positive. I'm not about that drama. Cause again, I'll come to your house and smack you. <laughs> there you go. You heard it from the man first. Don't do those things. <laughs> What about you, Ben? Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Real Ben Maynard. I'm just some. I'll, I haven't posted any workout videos in a few weeks, but I'll share some share some different things on my stories. Those are always fun and funny, or you know, just spamming Milton with funny Star Wars memes on there. Yeah. Um, and if it's not Instagram, I'm on Twitter at Real Ben Maynard as well. I'm either talking fitness stuff or sports. Or Star Wars lately, I've just been kind of sarcastic on just stuff going around the Star Wars community. So I'm always just sharing like the meme of Daenerys saying Dracarys because I'm just like I just get fed up with dumb stuff and in, in in on social media. So I'm just like let's just bring out my dragon and take care of this crap. But yeah, you can find me talking Star Wars at Realman Maynard on Twitter, <laughs> and you can find me in Sanctuary at Star Raptor <laughs> hashtag one two nine eight on Battle.net running through the halls of hell and sanctuary on my level 35 rogue absolutely no really i am i'm absolutely loving the game um it's really fun so if you guys are on there you want to group up let me know i'm usually on in the evenings so let's let's group up let's kill some demons and and level up and get some cool legendaries but other than that you can find me on youtube.com slash star raptor uh we are going to be going live every sunday at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time every Sunday. And you can also find us on any podcast streaming network at Outer Rim Transmission. Just send or just search that up as well. And we would love for you to join our community live 
as tonight we showed lots of visual references we we went through we broke down the trailer so if you're listening and you wanted to actually see what we were talking about you could do that just check us out youtube.com star raptor and hit that subscribe button so close to 2,000 subscribers really appreciate the support from everybody um thanks for the people in the chat we had jesse we had the ray side we had dark nerdy gonzo thanks for chiming in guys um but for ben for Milton for I, Chris, a.k.a. Star Raptor. Thanks, everybody. This was Outer Rim Transmission, episode number 110. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week in Transmission.